What is up, everybody? It's Saturday. You know what that means sometimes. But for the first time across state lines, it is curveballs and chair shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. With me, as always, sometimes, most of the time, is Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today on this fine Saturday morning? It's time for well, Dominic's therapy session. Don't know what you're talking about. But it's a crisp 26 degrees right now. So can't complain. You know, the past week for work, it's been a crisp like 18, 20. So, you know, it's just a little bit warmer, which is nice. Still some snow on the ground. You know, I only slipped twice this week working on the ice. Fucked up my elbow, my back, but, you know, not enough to keep it me might down. have been on camera. Or no, I did slip in front of my supervisor, though, which he immediately started laughing. And then it's a long story, but. He had to invest in some like some like snow boots with like some fucking spikes in them or something. Just w- walk around with like baseball cleats or track cleats on. Well, no, because it's like so he so the long shorter version of it is he gave me those. There's things that um I know you sh- you've seen them before probably, but they're basically like slip on chains you put on your boots or shoes or shoes for some people, and it kind of grips the ice a little bit better. He literally said, I'm going to give these two because earlier in the day, he already slipped and he and he was like, you good? I'm like, oh, my butt hurts a little bit, but that's it. He's like, okay, well, here, I'm going to give these to you. You know, California boy can't walk he, in the that's snow. What, that's literally what he said. He's like, you motherfuckers from California don't know what the fuck to do. And I'm like, oh, fuck you, whatever. And he's like, you can put them on. I'm like, no, I don't need them. I ain't no bitch. So I threw him back in his car just to, you know, I'll get him before we leave the job. And then literally he says, hey, go hook up to this house. And I slip, bat my elbow on the ground, which it's still bruised up and everything. And then landed on my uh, lower back again, and it's just been hurting ever since. So, and, and he just, he's like, "Oh, you know, you ain't no bitch, but you, you know, he still still slipped." And I'm like, "Ah, fuck you, you go hook up." And I kind of just, you know, took it easy the rest of the day, rest of the week, and that was like Tuesday. So, I got stuck going uphill on ice. You know, you know, like you see in the movies where like you go the driving, and then they just like stop, and they just start sliding backwards, and they start turning. Happened to me, scared shitless, but you know, powered through it. No big deal. So, Good job, yeah. Dominic. You're a man out I here am. in these out here in the frozen tundra. Damn of right. Spokane Valley. Damn right. Well, that, that, that was hard. all in Idaho. Oh, and so. in Idaho. Frozen tundra of Idaho. There you go. But, oh, uh, how was uh, your week, Brandon? Oh, you know, it was okay. I uh, didn't didn't uh, get anything back from the jobs, but I'm going to ask next week. So. You know, I'll be disappointed next week when I ask. Uh, You're so, still, still, still hopeful though. Yeah, still hopeful. You know, they, okay. they, they, they said, "Don't be shocked if we don't get back to you right away because the job isn't uh, doesn't need to be started until December first. So they're going to contact you November 29th. Yeah, they're going to tell me on Thanksgiving that. Yeah. Uh, you say hey, you need to you, you start work tomorrow, and you're like, "What? It's Friday." And you're like, "Yeah, too fucking bad. That's real world, buddy." Women's college basketball doesn't stop for nobody, Dominic. And I, well, yeah, still a library job. I keep checking on the website and just no updates whatsoever. My uncle keeps telling me that Alameda County just takes for fucking ever. Yeah, they do. uh, To do things. So got to love that. Uh, Shout shout out to a friend of me, Tyler. He just randomly sent me like a job listing on Indeed. Appreciate it, buddy. I know he doesn't listen, but. I, I don't know what kind of bullshit is that. 
used to be a part of the podcast, but he doesn't listen to the product. That's kind of fun. I up. know. Like, how are we supposed to like know our inside jokes or like know what is going on on our lives? This is, I mean, we yeah. don't text each other anymore. We just talk on this podcast, and you know, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's and like play you video know, games, and he sometimes. just he just totally you know dogged us. Yeah, you know, we doesn't play Call of Duty with us anymore. Doesn't play Fortnite. That reminds me, Warzone came out, right? No. I, I'm, I don't pay attention, Brandon. Don't be an asshole. Well, I mean, you, you think if Warzone came out, do we you know, talk about a little bit? We have not. That's I next it week. Came out, oh, it comes out next week. I thought it came out today. No. Okay, well, well know, this is awkward. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to log off and uh, thank you for having me on. I'm gonna no, go it's my... been a pleasure, Dominic. It's been fun. About to go to Canada as soon as I got my new license, but the dope. Yep. So, yes, we're we're doing this. Uh, Dominic is a big boy. It, we don't do video, but he has a beautiful little turtleneck and chain on, minus the chain. Shout out Lonely Island. But 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 I have my prime hydration drink sponsor. Hashtag Logan Paul. Get well soon. Blue raspberry. You know, keeps you hydrated during these cold months. Or you could just drink water. That's actually not the. It's not as tasty as California water, especially East Bay mud water. So, well, as I open up my hydro flask with my East Bay mud water, <clears throat> not as tasty as Prime Blue Raspberry, apparently, allegedly. It's 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 let's see, it's also 10% cheaper coconut water. It's also cheaper. Prime, you know, it's 25 calories, zero fats, zero cholesterol, 10 milligrams of sodium, six grams of carbs, zero fiber, only two grams of sugar, and it's zero grams of added sugar. So it's all natural. Well, as I look at the, the label on this water, it says zero calories, zero sugar, zero fat, zero added sugar, zero carbs. 100%, 100% bitch, though. I mean, that's a fact. That's a fact, Jack. But uh, yeah, Dominic's supposed to get your Washington ID today. So ha- do you have an appointment? The wait in the long lines of the Washington DMV, whatever. Well, whatever that apparently is. there is no DMV here. It's the DOL. The DOL. Was, was and it's only it's only uh, only the license, you know, and I have an appointment. And apparently what does that mean Department of Licenses. Yeah. Nice. And uh, out apparently that's it's not like California where, you know, you sit there for you have an appointment at 10 o'clock or whatever, and you sit there for two hours because, you know, people are fucking stupid. No, apparently I, I my- appreciate you uh, censoring yourself because I, oh, I heard oh. I heard I heard another <laughs> letter come out before you. Oh, it was it was. But uh, uh, but apparently here it's like so our appointments at 930, probably for about nine. Apparently, it's like they're pretty good at being like 930. Here's your appointment. Here's what you're going to do. You're done. Goodbye. So, and we're going to have the enhanced license. So that means, and I swear it said that for having an enhanced license, you can go to like the Caribbean and like, let's look, let's look up real quick. Washing, Ton, and. Or you can just get a passport. Man, what's a passport? That's so like the 1990s. Ugh. Ugh. Let's see. I still need to get that. I still need to get that fancy ID. 
but well, I have but, a passport. So if I need to fly, I can just use that. But well, yeah, but I mean, so let's see enhanced driver license confirms your identity and U.S. citizenship is acceptable re-entry into the U.S. from Canada, Mexico, or the Caribbean through land or sea border crossing. So literally I told the studio audience, I'm like, we're going to fucking Canada. To do what? Just to be like, I've been to Canada. Have you been to Canada? No. Have you been to Mexico? Have you been to Dominican? Have you been to Portugal? No one likes to show off brand dick. Well, you know what? You got Canada, and that's way better. Actually, no, it's not. Fuck Canada. Hey, hey. That's not sorry, the, hey, we're not sorry. the other podcast. Sorry. So hey, you, you know, I, I got to sneak that in there. I haven't done that in a while. I'm not, I know I'm not allowed to cuss on the other podcast, even though I did sneak in Dick Rider like three times. You're not allowed to cuss on his podcast? Because, you know, it's a very official podcast because, you know, it's a SeatGeek affiliate or something like that, even though he never plugs the SeatGeek link, which, yeah, it's whatever. But anyways. What a bitch. Uh, happy Veterans Day to everybody. All the veterans out there. Shout out. Dom, you had to work yesterday because I may or may not have been stalking you and you weren't home while the studio audience was home. So I didn't know if you were working yeah, or she working. or she just you had to work on Veterans Day. Well, I'm not a veteran. Damn. But you're not. Uh, I don't know what the fuck the word's called. Honoring Veterans Day. Uh, I mean, my supervisor is a vet and he had to work. So Damn, I guess that's racist. I guess they're communists. I know. So, so. Anyways, so yes, it should be. It's, well, it is going to be a shorter podcast. Or Dominic just leaves me like regular, and I finished all by myself. But we do have baseball news to attend to. The season is over. Well, it's going to be over regardless on this episode. But um, unfortunately, the Astros did win the World Series in six games on Saturday. After last Saturday, after no hitting the Phillies, just everything just took a turn for the worst for the Phillies. The Astros just stepped on the gas, never looked back. And not only after the no hit game, but after that what five home run game, the Phillies just could not hit the ball after that. And it the Astros are a very good team. They were the second best team record wise and pop, maybe the best team overall in the MLB. But I think both of us maybe thought they were a team of destiny. Also probably didn't really want the Astros to win, but it's not a shock. Shout out Dusty Baker. Shout out Trey Mancini. Happy that they won a World Series. My boy, Jordan Alvarez, hit the, the game-winning home run. Absolute fucking nuke to center field. Just absolutely fucking shitted on that ball. But uh, Dominic, thoughts on, on the World Series overall and the Astros getting a quote-unquote legitimate world series now what does that mean, I mean for them i mean i uh i remember saying last week i kind of was a little more nice about it and you were like oh stop giving me the coach answer you can answer and i said the Phillies are gonna fucking choke it because they fucking choke in everything which i was kind of right about that so good job, you know, good job. I, I, I i get a w on that but uh i mean can't sit here and not congratulate the astros i mean if, as long as, you know, no scandals pop up in the next month or so, you know, I mean, sticky stuff could come back and haunt them. Just saying. But, um, you know, I, I think there's only two people that I'm legitimately happy for, for the Astros winning. And that is, like you said, Trey Mancini and Dusty Baker. I think Dusty Baker is one of the best 
managers of our time and he deserves he deserves that not getting it with the giants back in the early 2000s sucked for him but getting it now you know just makes it a little bit better so good job dusty and good job trey good job guys you you definitely earned it and trey manson uh, with that clutch play and yeah. i think it was, what game was it six no, six game five whatever clutch clutch yeah but I mean, shout out the Astros. They definitely punched above their weight. And um, I don't think any of it, well, I don't think no one except for the Phillies fans really expected them to, to make a run like this. And it was fun while it lasted, but the, the Cinderella run definitely ended in the Astros were like, you know what? We're, we're a pretty good team in ourselves. And I think they were probably one of the most underrated teams in MLB, just kind of sitting out here in the West Coast, just doing their thing, winning 100 games while the, the Mets, Braves and Dodgers are getting a lot of their run. And the Astros just continue to do their thing. Now, it is weird that they win a World Series and then like a week later they fire their GM and assistant GM. I don't know what exactly is up with that. But so far, the Astros have been able to churn out stars and churn out players for the last decade pretty much. since I mean, since they've come to the American League, they have just been utter dominant, which... Kind of sucks as A's fans, which Dominic, uh, you can be a Seattle Mariners fan now. You can still be an A's fan, even though you're in Washington. I don't think we have very many fans up there. I mean, if if I can get some, you know, see if the Seattle Mariners have like Mariners access, then I'm definitely a Mariners fan. But if not, then I'll stay. So well, if, they if, have I, Mariners if I get A's games, access, you'll drive four hours across the state to go to Seattle. Hell yeah. Okay. I mean, I won't go as much probably, but you know. Yeah, you get the get like the get the ten game plan or eight game plan. I'll I'll go. uh, I'll go to like at least one uh, Astros, no A's, Mariners game, and have my Steven Spaghetti jersey on. Even though I don't think he's with the team anymore. I know. Don't remind me. I know, but we do a so MLB free agency has officially started. No big names, no big news really has taken place. There's been some, you know, offers you know, declined offers, declined options, and things of that nature. Uh, the only big re-signing so far has been Clayton Kershaw. He re-signs with the Dodgers for around 20-something million dollars. Possibly last go-round, last hurrah for Clayton. We don't know officially, but I think signs maybe be pointing to that. He's definitely been dealing with some injuries. He, you know, is still good when he's playing, but it's you know his back injuries and everything have kind of started to catch up with them. Uh, Dominic, any any thoughts on Kershaw coming back to the Dodgers, and uh, do you think this is his last go around? I mean, I definitely think this is going to be the tail end of his career. Like he last season with the Dodgers, maybe not last season of his career, but no, I think it's the last season of his career. I don't. I he's he's up there it seems to be every year he has a very strong dominance performance but then there's always a certain thing that happens that he goes out for a few weeks or a month or so if it's his arm if it's shoulder back you know it's just he's getting to the point where all these things always happen it's kind of like well we need you healthy every fucking game we we need you to start cuz those games can cost them and you know i think it's i think it's his last season he retires a Dodger. He won the World Series as a Dodger. You know, it, it's, I think it's time. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, another one we need to get. Uh, Edwin Diaz resigns with the the Mets, like the largest reliever contract of history, breaking Liam Hendricks' record. Shout out, Liam. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, Anthony Rizzo opting out. Was Contreras declining? Blah blah blah. Oh, possibly the uh, the big fish in the free agent market is Jason Degrom or Jason Degrom, Jacob Degrom, and uh, he has expressed interest with the Texas Rangers. Dominic, as as whether you're an A's fan or a Mariners fan right now, might be a little scary. If Does Jacob that mean DeGrom, I can't be a Rangers fan now? Well, I mean, you could be a Rangers fan, but then you have to go through the rehab process again. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I don't lead that program, so I don't know what the gotcha. process would be. Maybe Rangers are just accepting of everybody. I don't, you know, being that they're from Texas, I assume they're not. But you're a, a cis so. white male, so I would assume they're very accepting of you. So it's okay. Well, I've, yeah, I probably won't because who has times? You know, there's only a couple of things that comes out of te- comes out of Texas, and you know, I ain't one of them. But yeah. But anyways, no. Um, I mean, if Degrom does go to Texas, I, I want to say they're gonna be second or maybe even first in the division next year. But that's what we said this year. Well, and I mean, they, check the tape. I said they were going to be possibly a frisky good team, but I didn't expect them to leapfrog the Astros by any means. And well, I was expecting Astros. To, I mean, I was expecting the Rangers to put up a better fight and be, you know. Yes, I, I will but, agree with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So when breaking news and stuff happens, we'll talk about it when there's more free agent signings. Who knows how free agency will, will be this year? If there's a lot of things up front. If we wait till f- winter meetings or with like the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado year where it just happens right before or during spring training, but that's enough baseball. We're going to put that aside for now. Baseball season's over, which means we're full swing of football season. We're in early mid November, which means we need to do a very important NFL preview week 10. We're already 10 weeks in of the NFL season, Dominic. So let's get into that preview. Other wise known as Dom. The Knicks picks. Bum, bum. So after uh, your boy, me, had a not not a good showing, bounced back a little bit, six, three, and three. Three pushes on the on the week, which was a little weird, but we'll take it, Dominic. Unfortunately, not the best week for you. Going four and eight on the money line picks. Tough, tough week, but uh, it, we bounced back. The, the comeback is greater than the setback, right? Negative. Well, we'll see what happens there. But uh, we got a, a good, well, I don't know, a good slate of games, but we have a slate of games. And we're going to start off. We got a first ever NFL game in Germany taking place in Munich as we got the Seattle Seagulls traveling, your Seattle Seagulls traveling the longest distance ever for an NFL football team going from Seattle to Germany as they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers uh, pull a rabbit out of their hat. Not the first time Tom Brady's done that, but they beat the uh, the Rams last week and uh, get the miraculous push. And the uh, Seagulls just continue to roll, beating the Cardinals again. Seems, though, neutral site, Seahawks, better record. Still question marks how exactly legit they are, but the Buccaneers, not that great. But I think it is more of a name value pick. Bucks are favored by three in this one. Dominic, I know you don't care about those numbers, but who is going to win? So part of me wants to go with Seattle because I feel like 
it's just one of those things where I think Gino's just going to have a great game. But then it's also Tampa Bay. I think they're kind of finding their their feet, the footing. You know, I think Brady's finally over all the drama of the divorce. I think, yeah, I'm going to give it to Tampa Bay. I I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be an ugly game in the sense of they're just, both teams aren't going to be doing what we expect them to do. But I think Tampa Bay squeaks it out. I definitely could could see that happening. I think Seattle is the most public dog on the board this week, which scares me a little bit. You know, don't want to go fully with what the public is leaning, but I mean, neutral site, Tom Brady, not very good on prime time, not very good on, you know, neutral sites or whatever. If he's off his circadian rhythm and he's not playing those, you know, 10 to one o'clock games, then uh, his performance tends to fall off. Uh, I mean, give me the Seahawks. Uh, you know, I'll take the the public. I'll, I'll be with the public. We're gonna we're gonna ride Seahawks Nation. Let's ride Geno Smith doing way better than fucking Russell Wilson is this year. And uh, f- total set at forty four and a half. I like the under in that. Seahawks love to run the ball. Tampa Bay's uh, defense is still solid, and their offense is struggling. So I think no matter which way it leans, whether the Bucks win or Seahawks win. I do kind of see this being a, a tight, low-scoring matchup. So, you know, I like the under more, but if we're going to pick a side, give me the Seahawks plus the points. Moving on, we get the Cleveland Browns coming off a bye, taking on the Miami Dolphins, narrowly squeaking by the Chicago Bears last week. Dolphins at home favored by three and a half on this one, Dominic, the well-rested Browns coming off the, uh, sorry, Mr. X beatdown of the Bengals a couple weeks ago. Can they keep it rolling as Deshaun Watson is waiting around the corner? Man, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I, I kind of want to give it to Cleveland just because I feel like Miami, they're with the plan at home. No, I'm going to give it to Miami. Tua, Hill, they're just going to go off, go crazy. But Jacoby Brissett is going to throw for like 500 yards. Exactly, exactly. Uh, also, Geno Smith is going to throw for 500 yards. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo and Andy Dalton has nothing to do. And Patrick Mahomes has nothing to do with their fantasy teams. Just just a hunch. But uh, I, I lean Miami as well. I think they've kind of been the team that's bitten me in the ass the most this year. Like if I... If I go with them, they usually don't cover, but um, th- their defense is going to bite them in the ass. I think eventually like Tua and that offense is just rolling. But then once you get to the playoffs, get to the, like those later months where maybe weather becomes a factor and you can't just throw the ball and sling it all over the place. And their you know, offense kind of sputters, but their defense still is Swiss cheese. I, I am a little worried some about the Dolphins, but uh, I, I think they can kind of get it done here. Uh, Browns come off a bye. Maybe they have some extra tricks up their sleeves, but I do like Nick Chubb to kind of have a big day against that Dolphins defense. But give me the Dolphins minus the three and a half at home. Uh, then we get the Denver Broncos, who are also coming off of a bye. They take on the Tennessee Titans with no, well, we don't exactly know what the quarterback situation is. Ryan Tannehill kind of trend in the right direction but i think malik willis is probably gonna start I, I mean and right now the titans are favored by two and a half at home so i don't know what that line kind of suggests but 
Um, Titans almost pull off the upset in Arrowhead against the Chiefs with that rookie quarterback. Uh, Broncos off a bye. Russ get the win a couple weeks ago in London, but still not exactly looking great. Dominic, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of a lot of question marks surrounding this game and two potential playoff teams, but they're not exactly the sexiest teams. I mean, I think if if Tannehill plays, I'm looking at a, at a dominant Tennessee win. If, if Willis plays, see, I'm not. I want to say I would still give it to Tennessee, but. It's gonna be, it's gonna be just like I said with Seattle, Tampa Bay. It's gonna be an ugly game. I think Russell hasn't been playing anywhere near his past seasons, so it's just gonna be one of those ugly games where like, just it's gonna be a lot of four and outs, four and outs, four and outs. So um, I think I'm gonna give the edge to Tennessee no matter what, but I'm hoping Tannehill plays so we just see a dominant Tennessee victory. Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna go with the Broncos. I don't really love either side the uh broncos defense is just really good and that's really the main reason that's kind of kept him in a lot of these games and kind of kept him hanging around but their one weakness if you have to point out a weakness would be their run game and you don't want to have a bad run defense against derrick henry so that's going to be a a test on them especially with no uh, with bradley chubb leaving so uh yeah, given the Broncos, I think they're another team's kind of bit me in the ass a little bit. I mean, I cannot be more wrong about uh, the head coach over there than Russell Wilson, but um, I'm going to stay strong. Uh, then we get the battle of two shit teams or two shit organizations, but it should be a fun one as this uh, over-under is pretty high at 48 and a half. We got the Detroit Lions traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. Justin Fields has been absolutely fucking lighting it up these last few weeks, finally showing the uh, the flash that we saw in Ohio State. Dominic Bears favored by three against the Lions at home. Does Justin Fields keep it rolling or do the Lions figure it out and pull off the upset? Well, I don't think the Detroit Lions, as much as these are two dog shit teams, have it, what it takes to defeat Chicago in Chicago in November. So I'm going to go Chicago, Chicago, Justin Fields is, you know, he's kind of grown on me a little bit. He's, he's, I watched a few of their games because, you know, of course I want to get fucking Chicago. I get Chicago games in fucking Washington. Um, but a uh, big bear contingent up there. Right. Um, but uh, they kind of, they kind of grew on me and, you know, seeing how he plays, I kind of, I can, I can get behind that. So I'm going to Chicago. I'm going Chicago as well. I re- I mean, I like Justin Fields coming out of college. The Bears rookie year kind of fucked him, and now he's kind of found his groove a little bit, get Chase Claypool, get him a little bit of weapon. He, I mean, he's not a Stefan Diggs or A.J. Brown if you're trying to draw those comparisons to Hurts or Allen, but it, it's more weapons, more things, for more uh, people for him to throw to and help out. So uh, I like the Bears here, minus the three. The Lions, I mean, they're a fun team early, but – They've just kind of fallen off, even though they did beat the dog shit Packers. So good for them, but it was not a pretty win. And I don't know what's really going on with that offense these uh, last few weeks. But given the Bears, they're playing well. They're at home. Um, I think it also depends what kind of Lions offense shows up. Like if the Lions offense continues to struggle, I don't think they can keep up with the Bears right now. 
Uh, then we get the Houston Texans traveling up north to take on the New York football Giants. Giants coming off a bye. Texans off a long week after the Thursday night game against the Eagles. The Giants are four and a half point favorites. Uh, big possible big game for Saquon Barkley here as the Texans are not a good defense kind of overall, but especially against the run. Um, can the Texans keep it close, possibly under a field goal or to a field goal, Dominic? Um, or possibly pull off the upset against the Gigantes. Gigantes. I mean, I don't think so. I think the Giants are gonna are gonna beat that ass, the Texans' ass. Um, Shaquan Barkley gonna have a great game, and you know, I know the Giants' passing game is better than recent years, so I'll, I'll go with the Giants. Um, I am kind of bouncing back and forth, but I do kind of, I lean the giants as well. Um, I do got Saquon. So I do wish he has a monster game. I need to avenge. Well, not avenge Dominic because he played Travis last week, but I do play Travis next week. So I'll avenge Dominic next week, but playing fucking Donnie this week. So I got to fucking beat his ass. You need to beat both of them. I got to beat both of them. Teach them some fucking manners. Fucking fuck boys. Yeah, dog. You fucking let them know. Let let people know why you're so angry. No, that's it. I'm okay, not gonna okay, fucking okay. divulge okay. anything. Okay, I just, want, you know, I, I just wanted to see if I get uh, anything out of you. But give me the Giants minus four and a half. They're at home. Uh, hopefully, Damian Pierce and Saquon both have pretty pretty big games. But uh, that has nothing to do with the fantasy value. But uh, give me the Giants. I think coming off the bye, they are uh, gonna have a, a good game. Good week and kind of after the loss to Seahawks a couple weeks ago, they can kind of bounce back and continue to uh, do well in that NFC playoff pitcher. Moving on, we get the Jacksonville Hagwires taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Uh, Jaguars coming off a comeback victory against the Las Vegas Raiders while the Chiefs won in overtime against the Tennessee Titans. Big line here at nine and a half. Dominic, very hard to kind of see where the Jaguars are. You know, had a good start to the season, five-game losing streak, then come back to the Raiders. But it's the Raiders, kind of hard to put too much stock into that. Can the Jaguars keep it close against the Chiefs? Or possibly win? I'm going to say no. I think the Chiefs are just going to – this is one pick I sh- I'm i confident that the, the Chiefs are just going to fucking jam their fists in their so throat. I, would you like me to put you down for a, a spread pick? Sure, put me on this one for a spread. All right, so Dominic's taking the Chiefs minus nine and a half because if you were to pick the Chiefs money line, that'd be minus 435. So not a lot of value there unless you're going to just, you know, absolutely hammer it with a mega-sized goat wheel unit, which Dominic definitely has a big mega goat wheel unit. Half a unit, yeah. Yeah, Uh, but I will go with the Jaguars. Uh, Travis Etienne, he's been playing fantastic. We saw what Derrick Henry was able to do last week. Um, If they can just keep it close, keep it within a touchdown, that's all I really need. So give me the Jaguars plus the nine and a half. I I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been very hit or miss recently, Um, but I like the offense defense. I mean, this whole Jaguars team is very hit or miss, but I kind of have more faith in the offense to kind of keep up a little bit high over under at 51 and a half. So this is a, a sneaky fun game. And I'm uh, kind of excited to see uh, see this one. Then this was supposed to be 
a very good game, possibly a Super Bowl preview. But unfortunately, it's been marred by an injury. Josh Allen hurt his UCL, which if you don't know, is in the elbow. And I think that's, that is the exact same injury that Bryce Harper had, which meant he couldn't pit or couldn't throw play defense. So he just was stuck to being DH. So um, Josh Allen has not practiced. I think you, I, well, I haven't really been paying attention because I don't got him on fantasy, but um, hasn't been practicing this week and definitely a big question mark if he is going to play in this game. Uh, line opened at, I think, around seven, climbed up to like nine or ten, and now it's all the way down to three and a half. Buffalo Bills are still favored. Now, I don't know if that's factoring in Josh, uh, hurt Josh Allen or Case Keenum in the uh, in the lineup, but uh, should be a fun one regardless in Buffalo. Um, I don't even think I've said the teams. It is the Vikings taking on the Buffalo Bills uh, in Buffalo. Dominic, uh, thoughts on the matchup and how much of it is if Josh plays, it's the Bills, or if Keenum plays, it's the Vikings, or can Keenum lead in a revenge game? Can, revenge. can revenge, Case Keenum revenge game. Everybody circle it on your calendars. Um. I want to say if Case Keenum plays, I'm going to go with the Vikings. If it goes, if Josh Allen plays and he's healthy and he plays a full game, Bills all the way. So I think I can't give you an answer until come Sunday. So Josh Allen, Bills, Case Keenum, Vikings. Yes. Okay, so it's going to be, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, not have to listen back to the podcast. I'm trying to update the, uh, the graphic as we do this. So I guess I just got to put Josh in quotation marks. All right. Uh, Vikings three and a half. I mean, I really been liking the Vikings. I mean, I picked them to win the division before the season possible dark or I don't know, really a dark horse, but definitely a contender for the Super Bowl. But once again, we can kind of draw parallels to the Eagles Vikings maybe have had a little bit of a weaker schedule and could say they haven't really beaten many people. So this is a very big test for them in Buffalo to see what they are made of. Uh, that I mean, regardless of Josh Allen plays or not, that Buffalo defense is still very, very good. And it's going to be a tough matchup for that vaunted Vikings offense. But, uh, you know, give me the Bills. Minus three and a half. I mean, it's going to be very seldom you can get the bills and minus money at such a low number. So, I mean, I'm going to pounce on it. Case Keenum, I think is a, a very viable backup. And I don't think, he, I think it's his first year in the, uh, in the system. Cause what Mitchell Trubisky was a backup last year, but I uh, give him the bills minus three and a half. I ain't going to hedge whether it's case Keenum or Josh Allen. Um, give me the bills. Or give me death. Uh, moving on, the New Orleans Saints take on the Pittsburgh Steelers in two storied franchises that are not doing so well right now. The Saints are a slight one and a half point favorite on the road at formerly Heinz Field. Don't even know what the fuck it's called anymore, but who cares? It's forever Heinz Field. Um, Steelers coming off a bye. Saints short week on a Monday night loss. Dominic, uh, two teams, as I said. You know, not very good season so far, Saints, because that dog shit division still somewhat in the hunt for the division Steelers kind of out of it. Just, I think, seeing what the uh, the rookie Kenny Pickett has. But TJ Watt will be back this week. Uh, 
don't know if he's really going to be on a pitch count or not, but a low total of 39 and a half. So Vegas sees this as being a low scoring dog shit game. But who wins this low scoring dog shit game, Dominic? Well, I'm going to give it to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fuck New Orleans. As much as Andy Dalton has been great quarterback in replacement of that dog shit, James Winston. Um, Unnecessary and somewhat untrue. It's necessary. I mean, did you uh, you see the Monday night game? Did you see how terrible he was? And he was also terrible against the Cardinals a few weeks ago. He's just lucky that he got some, some easy touchdowns and he just ran up the score a little bit or else he'd be even worse. His stats would look a lot worse. It wasn't for that. More wins than James Winston. Just saying. James had a broken fucking back. And you know what? The, I don't know if it's the last time the no yes because that's when they play the Raiders. Jameis had that epic fucking pregame rap, and that fired up the boys, and they won against the Raiders. Not saying much to the Raiders, but still, Jameis was a vital part of their last win. Oh shit! Um, but I'll give it to Pittsburgh. I think uh, I think I'm giving it to P- Pittsburgh just in spite of you and Jameis Winston. So I think that's the whole reason this week. So Pittsburgh all the way. Well, in spite of you, Dominic, I will go with the Saints minus the one and a half. Saints defense still still pretty good. The offense of the the Steelers has just been a big question mark all season. TJ Watt playing, whether it's on a pitch count or not, is going to help him because you see, you know, once he left that defense, that defensive line could not get any pressure. So um I think it is going to be probably an ugly game, but um, I think the Saints can uh, can sneak it out, even though the Steelers do play well at home. I mean, they beat the Bucks a couple of weeks ago, uh, but give me the Saints. Definitely not a homer pick. Give me the Saints minus the one and a half. Then uh, we move over to the afternoon, or yeah, move over to the afternoon slate or the late afternoon slate, wherever you may be watching this. The big game that's kind of circled or a big question mark game circled is the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Vegas to take on the Raiders Raiders, despite being in a tailspin right now are still favored by four and a half over the Indianapolis Colts who have a new coach. Frank Wright has been fired after just a, an abysmal performance in Foxborough last week. And who do they hire? Do they hire in house? Do they hire an assistant and promote? No, they hire legend, I think, possible future, current, I don't know, Hall of Famer, Jeff Saturday, who has never coached in the NFL or in college, coached in high school, but even that wasn't that great. Um, Dominic, thoughts on the Jeff Saturday interim hire for the Indianapolis Colts? and the it's, question a ter- it's a terrible pickup. It's a terrible pickup because we have, they play on Sundays. Just saying. Why are you going to go with a guy with the wrong weekend? Name, name as their last name. It's so stupid. Well, you know, by the end of the by the end of the year, we start playing some Saturday games once college is over. So, but you know, then it'll be an apropos name. Exactly. But uh, no, I mean, I I I don't know anything about the guy. I know he used to play for the Colts, and that him and Peyton Manning used to fight or something like that. I don't know, but uh, I mean, he's talking shit about the Raiders. Come on, Dominic, as a legendary Bohannon Middle School flag football center, you don't know Jeff Saturday. I mean, like back that would have been like your prime back in two thousand eight. Jeff Saturday was the fucking man back then. Hmm. Nah. Dominic, way better center than Jeff Saturday. 100%. You know, 
Started every game. No injuries. Exactly. Well, your boy was just a utility player on the bench. Yeah. Left yeah. bench. Like a fifth fifth wide receiver. Were you were you part of uh well can't say the uh the name of the line anymore, but were you part of the small person line? Were you part of that group or no? I I don't think so. No. I don't even remember what I really played. I remember high school football more than I remember flag football, even though no. flag football was fun because I had more of my friends on that team. But anyways. Anyways, uh, we made it to the playoffs and we lost what first round against Bancroft or who did we lose to? We lost to Creekside, Creekside because they got Peace. they blindsided me, hit me in the ribs, had a crack rib, came back into the game though, played some defense. No big deal. Good job, down. Good job. Clap it up, clap it up. Um, but but you know, big question marks on what exactly Jeff Saturday can do. I mean, you're not just going to implement a whole new plan, a whole new game scheme, you know, what, five, six days in a week. Uh, I, I, I do not know what to, to make of this game. Just question marks all the way around. Raiders are falling fast. Uh, you know, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on IR. Josh Dominic, does Josh McDaniels make it to, to 2023? Yeah. Ah. Well, mascot has, a, has an opinion. I'm going to say, yeah, but you know, it's not, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be, a, I'm going to say he makes it to 2023, but it's going to be a hard way. Does there. Derek Carr make it to 2023? Uh, I say if, if, if he, if they don't get a couple wins under the belt, I, I think he gets sat threat like last couple of games of the season. I definitely, I definitely could see that. I mean, I mean, at this point, the Raiders have a top five pick. This is a very lucrative, rich quarterback draft. I think the Texans and the Panthers, if they are one, two, they're probably going to take quarterback. So you can't get Stroud or, uh, oh my God, CJ Stroud of the Ohio State or Bryce Young of Alabama. So probably won't be able to get those guys, but I think there's like a Kentucky quarterback that's kind of the third guy. So maybe they can get him or the GOAT, Stenson Bennett from Georgia. Um, we're we're kind of dan- dancing around this one just because I, I don't really want to pick, but I'm, I'm not going to jinx them. I'm going to take the Colts. Give me the Colts plus the four and a half. I just do not know what to make of this game. So if you're going to, I'm just going to take the points and close my eyes down. Like I, I don't know what to do with this. I'm going to go with the Raiders because I always go with the Raiders. And see, see, that's gotten you. It's gotten you to what? One and two and you fucking shut five. up. Okay, Let's sorry. move on. We got four more games to cover. And it's coming close down to the deadline of me having to leave. So hurry the fuck up. Well, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Moving on, we get the Arizona Cardinals, an NFC West matchup with the Cardinals taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Rams favored by three at home, even though their home is not really a home because no one shows up except for the away fans. Uh, Matt Stafford dealing with a concussion. He was a non-participant this week, but uh, I think think he's going to play because i think he showed up uh, on friday but very weird how he didn't have a concussion during the game but then he popped up during the week but uh cardinals you know lose to the the uh, seagulls last week rams choke it against the buccaneers i once again i don't know what to make of these two teams there's a lot of these t- those teams in the nfl this year um rams cardinals dominic division matchup rams favored uh Cardinals on hard knocks that hasn't really boosted them up last week, but maybe it does this week after people saw 
DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray yell at each other. Well, I'm going to say that if Stafford plays, the Rams are going to win this game. Because okay. I don't know who the fuck is their backup. Um, some, something Warf, Warf, Warford or something, something like that. Exactly. So if Stafford plays, give it to the Rams. If he doesn't, I'll give it to the Cardinals. I'll take the Rams. Uh, Cooper Cup had that ankle injury, but he just seems to be fine after uh, you know a week and some change. Uh, definitely, if Stafford's playing, I have much. Well, I don't say much more faith just because they have not been very good um, with him this season, and unfortunately dropped him in fantasy for Jimmy G. But Jimmy G's gonna fucking light it up this week, I promise. Uh, so yeah, give me the Rams minus three. Don't love it, but um. I, yeah, the Cardinals, they're, they're the Cardinals. Uh, moving on, we get the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. And the Packers in week 10 in Lambeau are a four point dog against the Dallas Cowboys. Dominic, what in the fuck is going on with the Green Bay Packers? Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on Pat McAfee show, he just blames everybody but himself. Took a little bit of accountability this week, saying he played like shit, which, I mean, you couldn't hide from it. He did play like shit. I mean, that Bakhtiari interception in the in the end zone, I don't know what the hell he was doing. He threw like th- four yards short of him. <sighs> Dominic, Cowboys, Packers, Packers, somewhat big underdogs at home, something we rarely ever see. Can the Packers get it together, even though they have a a long list, a laundry list of injuries, especially in that already thin wide receiver room? I mean, I'm going to, first of all, give the edge to the the Cowboys. Um, When it comes to Green Bay, it's just, I don't want to blame Aaron Rodgers because I feel like he's, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still one of the top quarterbacks in the league but when you can't take a step back and realize that okay maybe maybe i am fucking up here a lot that that's where you start turning into a toxic player and people are looking at you and you know they they may not you know you may but he's, have all, a, about, but he's all about positivity and acknowledgement and you know enlightenment bro and taking ayahuasca yeah that's not gonna help him so but no, I'll give it to the Cowboys and Packers. You got to figure your shit out, dog. Yeah, they definitely, definitely got to figure this shit out. I mean, I could see this either being like, I think it's either going to be a Packers win or a Cowboys blowout. Because if the Cowboys can get pressure to Aaron, you know, intercept him or whatever they got to do, I think they run away with it. But I don't know what the weather. Hey, Siri, what's the weather like in Green Bay, Wisconsin? People need to know. It's currently cloudy and 34 degrees in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, with a 20% chance of rain. So it doesn't seem like weather is uh, going to be a factor. Oh, it's going to snow on Tuesday. Isn't that nice? But um, Mike McCarthy, homecoming. Mike McCarthy, revenge game. Just because it's a revenge game for Mike McCarthy, give me the Packers. He's going to choke it. He's going to do something stupid. Not not exactly going to say the Packers get back on track and they light the world on fire. But if you're going to give me four points in Lambeau for the Packers, I'll be a sucker. I'll fucking take it. Give me the Packers plus the points. 
We don't need a win. We just need a cover. That's all we care about here on Curveballs and Cherry Shots. And Sunday night football action, a California battle. This is maybe the ham will be there. I know the ham's a big time Chargers fan. I know he goes to the uh, preseason games. The Chargers of Los Angeles, the <clears throat> Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, take on the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara. 49ers big time favorites here at seven coming off the bye. Chargers uh, narrowly escape and beat the Falcons because of Dicker, the kicker shout out um, Dominic thoughts on this one, a uh, pretty sexy Saturday, uh, Sunday night football matchup, even though the chargers might not be as good as we thought they were as Finn yells in the background. I don't know um, if you can hear that. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go with uh, San Francisco. I think Jimmy G Christian McCaffrey Debo just going to beat the shit out of them. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I'm going to give it to the Chargers, uh, give the Chargers plus the points. Um, don't love it, but I'm going to be a sucker again. Give me if you're going to give me a touchdown, I'll fucking take it, especially with the Chargers. That's uh, one of the better teams that you're going to get getting seven points. Uh, moving well, over to moving forward, a.k.a. Dominic has to leave right now. I'm sorry. Well, first Brandon. off, let's just finish off on one-minute football. Washington Commanders take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are favored by 11, Dominic. Can they beat that ass? They couldn't do it against the Texans, but can they do it against the Commanders? Yes, they'll beat that ass over the Commanders. I agree. That's it, folks. I agree. Give me the Eagles minus the 11. Bam, wham. Thank you, ma'am. Eagles. Hey, bye, Brandon. Love you. But Dominic has to read Mr. X's questions of the week. Oh, sorry. We have to go. But Dominic said you guys have an appointment at 930. And you guys he has to get nine. ready. He has to shower. He already showered. Uh, sure, he did. Dominic said he showered. Dominic, where are you? Do the studio audience take you? I, I'm, 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 she took half my headset away from me. I can only hear you in my right ear. You showered? I took a whore's bath. I'm going to go take a real shower now. Oh, so you lied to me. Brandon, I was just trying to do the podcast quick just for you and the millions and millions and millions of fans. Ow. Now I'm being physically abused. Love you, Brandon. Toodaloo. It's time for Mr. X's questions of the week. Bump, bump. And friends. All right. Let's see here. Okay. Well, uh, Dominic left the Zoom meeting. I don't know if that was on his accord or from the studio audience. Uh, Mr. X, uh, I do not have access to the questions. So um, if Dominic were to gain access to the questions and the studio audience just absolutely beat the shit out of them, then uh, maybe I can answer those questions or read them aloud. But um, it's up to me, unfortunately. So I'm uh, not shocked that, that this happened, but it happened nonetheless. So uh, while, we, while we wait for possibly Mr. X's questions, let's move on over to the Instagram as we go to Johnny Roca as Johnny tends to send in questions. Love to see it. Uh, he has three. Most annoying song of all time. 
it's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I try to like go back in the Rolodex of like those like high school, like middle school, you know, the 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 youngling years, you know, trying to think of like those, you know, annoying pop songs. Like Friday kind of sticks out, not exactly because of the song itself. Like I, I think it has kind of like grown in like a cult popularity type thing. But also, I had a, a math teacher. Oh my god, what the I forget what the fuck his name was, but um, he he would like every Friday he would sing it. So then that would just kind of be uh, make it even more annoying. So may, maybe the Friday song, but um, another's. I'm trying to think of like, see, this is why I like having Dominic here. Cause like, while I meander and talk, he can think of his answer and then he can meander and talk. And I think of my answer, but also I have these questions. He sent, he sent this in on Thursday. So I did have time to think about it, but that one's on me. That's on me, fam. But most annoying, like, I don't really, like if I don't like a song, I just don't listen to it. So it's kind of, and now with like streaming and stuff, you can just kind of be in your own little echo chamber and not really have to listen to stuff you don't like. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Friday, but I love Friday now, but back then I did not. Uh, number three, who are the three most fun teams to watch in the NFL right now? I think you, you kind of circle back to kind of the three best teams in in the NFL right now. So the Chiefs are fun. The Bills are fun. And then that third team is very much up for debate. Um, the Eagles, they're, they're fun to watch as well. I mean, when they're clicking, they uh, can just kind of fling it all over the place and run the ball. Um, I mean, the, the Lions were pretty fun to watch at the beginning of the year, especially with their shitty defense. They just had to just chuck it all over the place. But um, so we'll go with the I think the Dolphins. Give me the, I think the Dolphins are fun to watch. Tua has really come into form with Waddle, with Hill. I think those, I mean, it really kind of comes down to like the offenses. Um, now, eh, maybe the, maybe even the Seahawks as, as well, just because it's like fun to see them kind of spit in Russ's face and just be like, look, you didn't want to be here. You know what? Fuck you. We can do it without you. So, but I think it, it is the Bills, Chiefs, and Dolphins, which I think you would probably equate to being like the three best offenses in the NFL as well. So number three, have you ever broken a bone or got stitches before? What what happened? Uh, so I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but uh, I have broken an arm. Never got stitches before. Yeah. Um, this would be when I was five. Um, it was the end of T-ball, end of T-ball season or yeah, end of T-ball season. We had like a little party, whatever family get together or something. And uh, we were at the park and across the street from the park was pizza joint. Shout out, burnt to the ground. Hate to see it. So we had pizza, we went to the park and my little dumbass was playing around and I was up on the play structure and I don't know exactly what my dumb little brain was thinking, but I was on the structure and I went to go like walk and I didn't realize that was the end of the play structure. So I fell off and I fell face down like a fucking torpedo and I broke my arm. So, and it was like late too. It was like, you know, five, six o'clock. And I think 
maybe my parents didn't think I broke my arm. So they just kind of like iced it, but then it like was still kind of fucked up. And then we went to the hospital and then I got it. I got it uh, casted up. I still have the cast looking at it right now over in the abyss. That is all this shit. I got piled sky high, but um, and it was like the end. It was my left arm. So I, you know, it was, it wasn't my right arm. So I wasn't like, you know, completely immobilized. So I just, I broke my left arm and it was like the tail end of school. So I was able to, you know, get all the, uh, the thoughties to sign it. And, you know, so popular with my little broken arm. Uh, this wasn't officially sent in to curveballs and chair shots, but I uh, didn't want to ask this if Joshua or if uh, Dominic was here, but there may or may not be a uh, points in doing to reunion in, in the making or not in the making. I don't know. Uh, but Johnny is kind of ass is kind of throwing out the feelers of seeing if maybe Travis and I can get together for like a one-off uh, special points in doing episode, but he did send in a question. If we were to do the podcast, doesn't look like we're going to do it this week, but he uh, has a podcast uh, points and doings question submitted by George Casper. He has three quarterbacks rostered and wants to know which one to start this week. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, or Justin Hairbear. So we got Russ, who has been not great, especially like from a fantasy perspective, kind of kind of gets it done like enough playing. So playing Tennessee on the road, you know, stint, you know, sneaky, good defense. I, I say Russ is out. Now it kind of comes down to Dak Prescott or Justin Herbert. Now this is where kind of my gambling brain goes to where now I'm starting to like, look at the lines and see where Vegas kind of sees it at. So uh, Cowboys Packers, that point total is up to 44 while chargers 49ers is up to 49 in a half. Oh, and literally as we're talking about it, Travis sends in the group chat. I haven't even talked to cheese about it. We had some shit happen this week. So and so he gives his thoughts. So Travis says that he's going to ride with Russell Wilson this week. If he wants to join the train. Well, Travis, I completely disagree with you. I am not riding the Russell Wilson train. I am. E I'm probably going to take. I mean, I probably should do like a little bit more of a deep dive on the uh, whatchamacallits, but I'm I I'm probably taking Justin Herbert, honestly. Like I think he's the best quarterback, pure quarterback out of the three. I don't know how he has all three of these guys, because I think Dak is a very suitable starting quarterback. I know he was hurt, so maybe he kind of picked him up on wafers or something like that, but um yeah. I'm probably just going to text it in the group chat right now after I say it, but uh, give me Justin Herbert. It's probably the chalky pick, but I think if the Chargers want to get in, want to, you know, stay in the game, I think they throw the ball. Like Austin Eckler hasn't really, I mean, he's like, I think the best fantasy running back this year, just because he piles up at least PPR wise, because he just piles up so many, uh, receptions but i'm gonna I, i'm gonna give it to the chargers or i'm gonna give it to justin herbert i know i took the chargers in my pick so i'm riding with the chargers i think justin herbert is going to have to kind of sling it and uh kind of keep him i know it kind of does hurt that well keenan allen and mike williams are all out so that is all that is also not great uh so now i'm kind of talking myself into 
Dallas, but then also the Green Bay Packers have a kind of sneaky good offense. Uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to go with talent here. I, I'm just going to go with talent and uh, go with the Chargers. So um, I think I'm going to text that right now. And yeah, or maybe I won't add, ah, you know, I think I'll, I'll text it right now. Uh, let's see. Answered on. Let's see. Bam. I know this is riveting. Um, this is riveting radio right now. This is what happens when I'm just all solo dolo. Uh, so. Bam. So I said, so just muddying the waters as Travis takes Russ. I said, uh, I'm taking Herbert just based on talent. All right. Bam. Wham, bam. Oh, and uh, to Josh. Oh, yes. We also do staying in the Instagram. Uh, we got Joshua, Big Daddy, sending a question, podcast question. It's not really, well, I guess it is a question. After 25 years, Ash Ketchum is finally a master Pokemon champion. Our thoughts. Well, it's a momentous day in the sport of Pokemon. Uh, glad for Ash. I, I've you know been with his journey for a long time. It's kind of fallen off, but I was, I was there in the beginning um, nearly 25 years ago. It's I'm I'm just glad I'm glad for him that he was able to uh, achieve that greatness um, and finally do what he wanted to do and become a master Pokemon trainer. Uh, well, fine. Fuck you, Travis. Just talking shit that. He's in first place, and I'm not. Well, you know what? That's because Najee Harris has been absolute dog shit. And, you know, Lamar and Mark Andrews were, were great, and they were not so great these past few weeks. But anyways, uh, yes, Travis is in first place. He's so great. I know, and I'm stuck in the bottom, and I'm on like a little bit of a losing streak. But I'm going to come back stronger than ever with Geno Smith. But shout out Ash Ketchum. Great guy. Fantastic. Lovely that he is finally a champion. And Dominic did send in those uh, Mr. X questions. So howdy, y'all. Well, howdy, Mr. X. Just, just one this week. I know. Uh, who is... Oh, <clears throat> sorry. Who this so far in the NBA season has surprised you and who has been a surprising disappointment this year well mr x glad that you asked because i definitely have been keeping up on the nba season thus far peripherally uh, but we did kind of talk about it a little bit in the uh preview i think the most surprising team so far overall has to be the utah jazz i mean you trade away donovan mitchell and rudy gobert and you're quote-unquote better at 10 and 3 uh what Second best record in the league, just one loss, a half a game behind the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, to be honest, I haven't been watching like any Utah Jazz game, so I don't know how they're really doing it. I mean, looks like they're like just playing good basketball. I mean, points per game, 118, opponent point per game, 112. So, I mean, they're just scoring at a great rate right now. One of the, actually, what, second best? Yeah, I think second best scoring team in the league right now. So good for them. 
they're on a little four game winning streak right now, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, Cleve, the Cleveland Cavaliers, not exactly a surprising team just because, I mean, they did get Donovan Mitchell. They had a, a good young team last year and kind of adding that extra piece has kind of taken them to the next level. Uh, fourth place right now. I think they were in first place last week when we talked to them. So they've, yeah, they've lost their last three. So they've kind of hit a little bit of a skid, but uh, Cavs in the East and then Jazz in the West, I think. And even Portland, they've been, I mean, they're second and Dane was out for a little bit there. So uh, the West is a, a, I mean, it's always been a, a good conference. And so now right now we're seeing some of those pl- uh, teams that you didn't expect to really be in the mix of Jazz and the Trailblazers to an extent, and they're at top of the division with, you know, the Warriors, the Timberwolves, and a little bit to the lesser extent, but the Lakers, <laughs> two and ten, uh, going with your disappointments. I think the Lakers have to be just a massive disappointment. I mean, I don't know what exactly the Lakers' uh, expectations were. Like, I didn't see them as a top tier championship contender by any means but i definitely saw them like you know in the mix making a playoff run and i mean two and ten and right now they i mean lebron's healthy uh ad is healthy for now so you would think if ad's on the court the lakers should have a chance at winning but i mean that's just not the case right now they're not scoring very well their defense is terrible they have a minus eight uh point differential so I think the Lakers are disappointed and honestly, the Warriors are a disappointment so far this year, but I mean, they're, they have the championship DNA. It, it's hard to be like hit the panic button right now. Like the Lakers are definitely hitting the panic button. They're two and 10. They're, you know, f- three games out of a playoff spot, but they definitely should be much better than two and 10. Now the Warriors are five and seven. They've won their last two. So they've bounced, bounced back a little bit, but they're, they're trying to get those young players going and just, it hasn't happened so far. And they, you don't want to rely heavily on your stars. You don't want to, you know, push clay, Steph and Dre, you know, make them play 35, 40 minutes in November. You want to rely on those young guys early and then have those older guys, those veterans play meaningful minutes late. So yeah, it's, it's early. So it's kind of, I don't want to press the panic button too quickly on some of these teams and if we're going to go to the east uh probably the sixers and the in the heat both of them are five and seven they're probably uh one of the bigger disappointments over there uh in the eastern conference uh moving on we got a ufc question i'm not going to mispronounce any names this one uh because i'm reading them not dominic can israel adesanya defend his title once again tomorrow so uh i mean Israel Adesanya is a uh, fantastic fighter, and I, I am, goddamn it, I am just blinking on exactly who he's fighting this week. I am going to be watching the fights tonight, so uh, he's fa- facing Alex Perea. Uh, you know, he, he's a he's a good fighter, but it, I mean, Izzy is just kind of on a different level right now. So I, I mean, I think he's going to get. I, I looked at the odds earlier uh, yesterday. I don't remember what they exactly are at now, but I, I would assume that he is a pretty big favorite. And I can't even, don't even know how to spell Israel Adesanya. There we go. Uh, God damn it. And I thought I could just go to 
the thing and it would take it take the lines right there for me, but it would not. So uh yeah, Izzy pretty big fan, like an app, like a decent favorite at minus 230. I mean, for comparison, Weili Zhang Zhang is a minus 425 favorite against Carlos Spars as a champion. So I mean, definitely there there is some money coming in on Alex, but I think Izzy is gonna get it done tonight. Hold me to that. I don't hold well, hold me to it if I win. Don't hold me to it if I lose. Doing the whole Donald Trump thing. Uh, in NHL news, it is time for Mr. X's NHL update. Sorry, I can't do the jingle like Dominic. Uh, in NHL news, both Boston and New Jersey maintain uh, substantial leads in the Atlantic and Metropolitan Division. In the West, Winnipeg holds on to the lead in the Central with Dallas and Colorado looming close behind. In the Pacific, Vegas rules with an iron fist. At 13 and two legendary goalie, Roberto Luongo, who played over a thousand games, will be entering the NHL Hall of Fame this weekend. Yay. Clap it up. Atta boy. Good job. Good job, buddy. Uh, so that's it for Mr. X's NHL update. Moving on to the uh, wrestling portion of the of the card. Uh, then here we go. Are we? More excited for Sapphire Series this year now that War War Games has been added. Um, I would say yes. Overall, Survivor Series has definitely dwindled uh, over like the past like decade plus. I mean, it's definitely fallen behind WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and there's like a and even like Money in the Bank to an extent. So there's kind of been like a steep drop off to where Money in the Bank has kind of replaced Survivor Series. Unfortunately, as like that fourth biggest show of the year. So adding war games definitely adds a new dynamic to it and having that match for the first time on the main roster does make it, I think more excited. And, you know, I kept harping on the whole brand supremacy, you know, blue shirt, red shirt fights that I always hated and made, you know, it was really stupid. And now we're having war games and it's not based on red shirt, blue shirts. It's on, you know, damage control, the bloodline and, you know, actual feuds that's been going on for the past couple months. Definitely, definitely more excited than a regular Survivor Series. If the Elite don't return at full gear, then when will they? Well, if they don't return at full gear, I think they return next week. And if they don't return next week, then I do think they return at full gear. Uh, I mean, this past vignette just like outright advertised them with the full gear logos and the you know vibe of full gear with that uh, steampunk aesthetic. And I don't know if it's just them showing up or if it's a full-fledged six-man with Triangula de la Muerte. But I would probably put the the odds, if we're going to still be gambling talk here at the Elite showing up a full gear, I would probably put those odds at like minus 500 that they show up. I think it's a foregone conclusion. I, I, I do. I expect them to be there, whether it's advertised in a match or they show up and do a promo or... You know, they probably cut some little cheeky promo about the whole situation without it, it outright acknowledging it, but kind of acknowledging it. Uh, then finally, how big of an impact, <clears throat> no pun intended, will Bandito add to the AEW roster? Now, honestly, I don't know. Just because Bandito's super talented, what, back in 2019? Jesus, it's been that long where he had that like unbelievable run of WrestleMania matches, which is everybody. You know, he had like a fantastic match with Lost Prey and 
he was like the star of WrestleMania weekend in 19. And then, you know, COVID happened and I think he's had some like visa issues or something. So he hasn't really been, and he also, I think he had, he had you know, COVID with uh, ROH when he was a champion. So it's been a little bit of a rocky start. It's been a while since Bandito has really been full fledged in the spotlight and had his time to really shine. And I don't think he speaks English or at least very well. So I don't, that probably is going to hurt him as well. But I mean, I think he's super talented. I, but that's just the thing with AEWs. He, they have so many talented guys on there. You know, you have Roosh, you have Bandito, you have, you know, some of these other guys they brought in and it's like, yeah, they're good. But then you have like a Miro who we haven't seen him in God knows how long, um, you know, even just look at like the tournament they're doing, like, Eddie Kingston, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, uh, Ethan Page, you know, Adam Page. I know he's out with the concussion or what I don't know exactly what his status is right now, but there's like just so many talented people. And I think what Tony Khan needs to do is I think like sit down, plot out the roster, put people in tiers and try to adhere to those tiers and try to like make them. Like, I don't know if you like assign television time to those tiers to where, you know, the top of the top with like MJF, Moxley, Page, maybe, you know, Kenny Omega, Adam Cole or whoever. And then you have like the next tier down of like contenders of a. <laughs> this is where it gets it going because like everyone's super talented, but then you can go with like a Alistair Black, a Darby Allen. Uh, like Sammy Guevara like do you put Sammy Guevara in like that second to top tier or like third or fourth tier like there's so many good people and so many talented wrestlers over that it's so hard to kind of put it in a you know in a category and kind of say how much of an impact can Bandito have just because AEW has been such an ensemble cast that it's kind of hard for anyone to really make an impact so love the guy Love the talent, but I just don't know what he can really bring to the roster that isn't already there on the roster. Um, yeah, so let's just dive into AEW real quick. I'm not going to go like too in depth into it. If you want to listen to, well, I didn't talk too too much on the other podcast, but uh, we got a tag team match: Gun Club and Swerve in our glory take on FTR and the Acclaim, the Babyface win good match no one got hurt so we can ask for uh swerve and lee definitely kind of teasing some dissension so i don't know if they're gonna break up and have a feud or maybe you know both of them go heel but i think keith lee definitely does work better as a baby face so uh you know having and swerve i think does work better as a heel overall even though he is like really cool and i, I think the crowd is prone to liking him when he's a heel but and the the size difference is going to be a challenge if they do like an extended feud but i'm cool with them being singles guys uh mjf promo shout out part of my take uh mjf was at barstool and he cut a promo just very much talking about how important this match is to him and why it's an important match and why people should tune in i thought the promo was good Still, you know, the cloud of just what is going on with MJF kind of looms large over everything, which makes it intriguing, but then also kind of hurts on who you want to see win in the match, which is kind of an issue overall with AEW. And there's another thing later in the show that we'll talk about, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I you know, love the cameo from uh, 
PFT and Big Cat and MJF. I thought delivered a solid promo once again. I think we're gonna get like a really good, like a grandiose go home promo or go home angle to kind of shut close it out to full gear because you know full gear is a week like a week away, seven days away from I'm recording this right now. Yep. In seven weeks or seven days and 12 hours, the main event probably has concluded. So, and MJF might be champion. I don't know. Stay tuned for a prediction to find out. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. Kind of wonder, you know, very much wondering where they go, but also uh, intrigued to see where they go. Then uh, with the World Title Eliminator Tournament, we get Ethan Page defeating Eddie Kingston. You know, I love Kingston. Uh, he's just kind of floated around and done nothing these past few months. Like since Blood and Guts, he won Blood and Guts, but he didn't really win Blood and Guts. And then he had that match with Jericho, didn't win that. And then he had the Sammy Guevara fight slash match. And then he hasn't really done anything since then. So I don't know what they're like. Once again, Kingston's one of those guys that I think AEW can do a lot more with. But then they have a bunch of other guys they can do a lot more with. So. See, this is kind of what I'm talking about with like this bloated roster, and you add even more talented people to the mix to where, like, yeah, Bandito might be on the route, like, he might be in AEW, but honestly, how much is he going to contribute? Anyways, uh, Wardlow destroys Ari Davari, then uh, Samoa Joe kind of turns on him. Now, is it a turn? Is it just Samoa Joe attacking and looking out for himself? And it sets up a triple threat match. Who knows? But they do kind of run the risk of Joe and Wardlow being in the same ring together of people choosing Joe over Wardlow. Because I think and I would assume that people like him, like Joe, pronoun spell, more than uh, Wardlow. Uh, then we get uh, the face-to-face with Soraya and Britt Baker. And this one was interesting. So Soraya announced that she's cleared. They're going to have the match at full gear. But the promo, like Soraya's delivery and like her passion, I thought was the best she's done so far. Like I thought it was by far her best promo. That's a low bar, but I thought she did good work. But the delivery and the context or the yeah context of that promo was very interesting because it was very much was like, I'm the capital S trademark super WWE superstar. And you're this, you know, low level indie worker who was just gifted for, you know, just gifted everything and you didn't work hard for anything and blah, 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 blah. I'm such, I'm way bigger than you and better than you. And I just don't think that's what you're like, what a returning veteran legendary, if you want to throw that term on her baby face should be saying to a heel that for better or for worse, people really do like. And like Britt Baker, like we can have the discussion of like she shouldn't be a heel trying to get babyface reactions and you know these cute little digs and cheers and pops and whatever, but that's just that's who she is. And Soraya kind of digging into her and just being like, "Oh, I work so hard and you didn't do anything," just isn't very true. And so I don't know if like what that came from. Like, does Soraya not know the story of Britt Baker? Does she not? you not familiar with her work or was that like planned out and that's where where they intentionally were going with it just because i didn't think that it really worked and i think 
AEW definitely has a problem with like heels and baby faces of trying to get people cheered and people booed in the correct direction. That's why I just loved what MJF was doing because he was like the only clear cut heel that is unanimously everyone hated. And then now you bring in Britt Baker and Soraya and it should be pretty simple. You know, Soraya's the, she's coming back after all these years. She's going to take on Britt Baker. Who's a star. One probably the most popular woman on the roster. And then Soraya just kind of goes in on her and the crowd likes Brit and they like Soraya, but Soraya is kind of, you know, going in this like heelish, very heelish direction at points, but then she's going with like very baby face direction with, you know, I thought I would ever wrestle again and now I'm back and I got hit by a car and drugs and, you know, embarrassed on the internet and, you know, all these baby face things, but then she goes, in the other direction, just kind of diminishing what Brit has done when Brit is by far, I would say, the most accomplished woman on the AEW roster right now in terms of just like what they've done in AEW. So I don't know. It was just kind of a, a muddled mess. And then also you add on top that Soraya's cleared and then she just lays out Brit like nothing. Like I think you could have like waited and have, you know, Soraya really get physical at pay-per-view because i think that's what it's building towards but you know what do i know uh jay lethal beats tremperetta jeff jarrett calls out sting and darby allen for a match so i can't wait for that one uh jungle boy uh set to appear on rampage they set up a cage match for full gear between luchasaurus and jack perry so that should be fun that should be a, a pretty good match another one of those matches where they're kind of stacking all these uh, mid-card matches and it's gonna by the time the dust settles and we're we're here next week we're gonna look at the card and it's gonna be like 12 matches and it's gonna be like a seven hour show so strap in folks moxley answers mjf's promo i very much enjoyed this i thought it was you know a good promo i really like the dynamic between him and william regal just moxley is just hitting a stride in his lane he's he knows what he's doing he is confident and knows his character and the M- the story right now is definitely more around MJF. So Moxley just has to be Moxley and MJF can just do whatever he has to do. So I quite liked this promo. Then finally we get, or no, penultimately we have Jamie Hayter defeat Sky Blue. Uh, crowd definitely is like gay behind Hayter and not so much Tony Storm. Like I don't, like Tony Storm's good wrestler. Her character kind of does need some work and kind of, could be better so i don't know what they go with for full gear like i could definitely see them pulling the trigger on jamie having her win the title maybe go down a full breakup with her and brit she could turn babyface uh thunder rosa the quote-unquote real champion is just kind of looming out there so i don't know if they're just going to hold to have storm and thunder be the match or they're open to whatever and if Thunder isn't coming back in January, which I kind of think is the diagnosis, or I, I don't know when she's coming back, but let's just say it's January. Do they are they dead fast on having Tony Storm hold the title, or are they open to pivoting and going in a different direction? So uh, we will stay tuned to find out about that. Then in the main event, we had Brian Danielson take on Sam Guevara in a two out of three falls match. Uh Danielson gets the win, you know, fun, hard hitting match danielson gets blood after guevara throws a steel chair at him 
uh, you know, we've seen this match before. It was good. Not a big, big fan of the two out of three falls matches. I think just have a just have a nice, really long 20-minute single fall match. I don't think you need to have the gimmicks involved with two out of three falls. And I don't think a two out of three fall match really like draws in uh you know viewers. Like I don't think it's like, oh, it's a two out of three falls match. We have to watch it. Just but then I see from the other angle of like Sammy and Brian, just a regular match, main event in the paper, uh, main event in dynamite. Is that really going to be enticing? So I, I just don't think a two or three faults matches in an exciting stipulation, but it is what it is. So that is it for today. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Uh, to be honest, did not know if we were even going to have an episode this week. So I uh, can't complain too much that Dominic uh, was yanked by the proverbial cane off stage by the studio audience so glad that we were able to talk a little bit and cover his picks for the nfl slate for week 10 because i know you guys are all waiting on beta breath to run to the uh, sports book to get your bets in to tail or fade us uh, but until then uh, make sure if you want to send in a question, be like Johnny, Big Daddy, Mr. X, and everyone else who sent in questions in the past, Curveballs and CS on Instagram or Twitter if you want to send in a direct message, or curveballandcs at gmail.com, just the way Mr. X does it. So uh, if you want to be, uh, all the pertinent links are in the description of said podcast. Um, I said possibly we might be doing points and doings. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Travis, I don't think he listens. If he does listen, I don't think he listens to the wrestling portion, but uh, Tuesday maybe points of drawing who knows uh but for dominic for studios for the mascot for washington and idaho and the texas rangers and whoever else goodbye and good night uh bye-bye Don't agree with what I know Tomorrow